0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Podcast, brought to you by Hy-Vee and, Toys and Ford. Dan Casper here, as always, for every single episode of the podcast. And as always, appreciate you checking us out. If you're a first-time listener, hopefully we can keep you coming, but thanks for checking it out. And uh, regulars, I hey, always uh, appreciate you tuning in. Think you all know what uh, we're going to be talking about here, little uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, and then I will give you my final four picks and my national champion. Hate the bracket, but whatever. I say that every year. So, but uh, hey, before we get going here, don't forget you can now leave a voicemail, a voice message. You don't have to call a number. We got the link up in the uh, podcast description. All you got to do is click on that, and it'll pop up. And then, like, if you're on your phone. You just tap like I think it's a little speaker on there, and you can start recording your voicemail, voice message, whatever the, whatever the heck you want to call it. You got a question for a little Q and A segment, comment uh, or thought to be played on the podcast? Do it. Nothing. Don't don't be shy about it. All right. Send it on over. I wanna, I wanna get some of uh, your thoughts and uh, questions or whatever you may have on uh, on the podcast. So go ahead and do that. The link again is in the uh, podcast description. Uh, so you can uh, check out where the description is, like on the homepage of whatever podcasting platform you're you're listening on. It'll be right there in the description. So, but uh, obviously, you know, Aaron Rodgers was on the on the Pat McAfee show the other day, and by now you've probably either listened to it, saw some of the main comments, you know, clips, whatever have you. We all know the drill. Aaron isn't going to be playing for the Packers. Going to be playing for the Jets if the Packers and the Jets can come to a trade agreement, which let's be real, it probably is going to happen at some point here. But, you know, we don't need to rehash the whole, you know, this, he said this, they said this, yada, yada, yada thing. It sounded like, you know, Aaron wanted or I shouldn't say that, it was kind of a little back and forth from from Aaron because at first he kind of made it sound like that he wanted to be back with Green Bay, and then when A.J. Hawk asked him, hey, if Green Bay would text you saying we want back after he got out of darkness, would he have uh, said, yeah, let's do it? And he kind of him-hawed about it, and he kept saying, you know, during the season it just didn't get that impression. So, And then he said that, you know, when he left that week in Green Bay that he thought he was done in Green Bay went into darkness, 90% thinking he was going to be retired. But then he kind of talked about, you know, he got the impression when he was in Green Bay that that week after the season that they wanted him back and then after he got out of the darkness, had a different feel towards that. You know, that that's the confusing part here a little bit, right? Like he said at one point that when that Green Bay told him that hey, they want to take your time, watch you back and then when he went into darkness came out there was a change at some point a change in you know what what they wanted is what he was referring to but then you know in, in one breath he said when he left Green Bay he thought that was the last time he was gonna be playing there um and then he thought he was gonna retire during the season he thought. There was kind of a change coming. It was kind of confusing at, at points, right? I mean, the first time you're listening to it i was I, I've listened to it twice now, and the first time I was listening to it because he went into detail about I guess I am rehashing everything, but he kind of talked about the front office, you know, not maybe being as transparent with him, but it it, it was kind of i don't know it was all over the place in in a lot of instances. And I know he wanted to be on the show to kind of clear up some of the narratives, and I think he did that, but at the same time, I don't think we have a really clear picture of how the whole process went down, if you know what I mean. Like, again, he said he left Green Bay thinking that was the last time. He talked about during the season, there was kind of like he didn't get the feeling, and he kept saying it was like a feeling. He didn't get the feeling. That they wanted him back, but then he said, you know, Green Bay told him to take his time, and then yeah, we want you back. But then when he got out of darkness, where he thought he was going to retire, but then he got out of darkness and thinking he's going to play, but then he got a different feel from Green Bay. So, I don't, I don't really. It's, it's kind of confusing, right? It, it, it's it's kind of confusing a little bit, a little bit in circles. Now, to be fair, he did say that he. No, doesn't hold any malice towards towards him. Doesn't uh, you know? Doesn't have any hard feelings towards Green Bay. He did kind of reiterate that again. We as we mentioned a little bit ago, maybe not as transparent as he would have liked. Something that he brought up a couple of years ago. We remember that whole off season and such, right? Of how you know maybe the organization kind of you know boots out veterans a year, two years before they you know they kind of hit that wall or something like that but he kept saying he doesn't hold any malice and doesn't hold any grudges and and loves the fans and loves the, the the town and he he was very adamant about that so but i guess yeah to to recap that whole that whole thing and honestly if i only listened to it once i would have been like oh man the the franchise kind of you know maybe did him a little bit wrong but then you listen to it a second time, and he kind of talks and goes – it's just really – it's all over the place. I i don't know how else to, to, to describe it because, you know, he talks about how he thought he was going to be out of Green Bay when he left after the season. He talks about how he had this feeling that they wanted to make a move. And then in another breath, he says Green Bay told him that take your time. We want you back. Then he says he went into darkness thinking he was going to retire. Comes out, no, no, no I want to play. But then had a, says that there was a different feeling from Green Bay. So so I guess we're, I'm, I'm trying to talk this out here a little bit because how do you go from one point in the season to thinking that they don't want you there? Then the offseason they tell you, no, take your time. We want you back. You think you're going to retire. And then you come out of your darkness. You feel like Green Bay's back at where they were in the during the season where you felt like that they didn't want you back. It's like up and down, up and down. So something just doesn't seem to add up. But I think the one thing that kind of is, is the theme here is that nobody's freaking talking to each other again. We went through this. When, you know, Brian Gudikentz was GM, Matt LaFleur and all that, the whole tearing down of the silos, right, that whole phrase. And then we went through it again a couple of years ago with the offseason with Rodgers and that long press conference before preseason training camp. Communication, trying to, you know, change some things around here. And then after all that, after all these years, the theme and this whole thing, that the main thing I took away from Rodgers' impressor was lack of communication again and I think both sides are at fault at this hey Aaron and like Aaron you know kind of mentioned that you know it was from people that he trusts players around the league that you know Packers were shopping him and such and and he never flat out said that you know he, he got a message or talked to goody or 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 Mark Murphy or, or whatever and I get it from Aaron's perspective that he They should have called him, but also Aaron could have had his agent or Aaron could have called him and texted him too. You know, It's like when you're talking to a buddy and you haven't talked to him in a while and you, you kind of say like, well, it's been a while. How come you don't call me? And then your response is like, works both ways. It's like these two were kind of waiting. Who's going to make the first move to make a call or make a text? So it's just, I don't know. Again, the first time I, I when I was listening to it live, I'm like, okay, he's kind of you know going after franchise a little bit again, maybe kind of showing that, hey, this is how they treat veterans or you know aging stars or aging players, lack of transparency. But I don't know. Second time I listened to it, I just I was a little bit more confused. If that makes sense. So I don't know. But here's the thing. Okay, we know he's not going to be back in Green Bay. We know he wants to continue to play. I don't know. He mentioned that, you know, it's it's the Packers kind of digging their heels in on certain compensation and such, which Green Bay has that right. I don't know what that compensation is going to look like. I would love a first round pick. Get two picks in the top 15. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of discussions on, you know, picks if Aaron decides to play more than one year. You know, can that can that turn into a higher pick in a couple years, you know, that sort of thing. So, I don't have a problem with Green Bay trying to get as much as they can from Aaron Rodgers, from an Aaron Rodgers trade, I should say. I have to imagine there's going to be a lot of conditional picks or a lot of conditional talk within that in that trade package. But, what I wanted to do was kind of express my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and his career in Green Bay. I know I did it on Facebook and I did it on a radio show and such, but... I'm going to rehash it here. My apologies if you've already seen it or read it, but this is what I firmly believe. It's my opinion. It's my thoughts. 2005, when Aaron was drafted, I was watching that draft. And I was upset when they drafted Aaron Rodgers, when the Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers. I was upset. I left. I went golfing with my buddy Newman. It was really windy that day. It sucked. Nobody else was on the course, but I was that upset. Um. Never really bought into Rodgers the first couple years that that we saw him in preseason mostly, right? And then 2008 rolls around, Favre retires. And I had thought Favre was going to come back. You know, coming off an NFC Championship appearance, thinking, okay, he's going to come back. No way you retire after that, right? No way you come back. And he retired March 4th, 2008. So... All that whole offseason, you know, you had all the Sports Illustrated covers, the special books, magazines. I collected them all. And bought a ticket for the first game of the season because they were going to honor Favre at that game. His face was on the, on the ticket stubs and everything. And then we know what happened, right? Started to leak out that he was going to come back, wanted to come back. And it was David Letterman when he said something's bound to happen and. And, you know, we all know what happened there. He flies into Green Bay during family night. Aaron Rodgers is getting booed. I was at Aaron Rodgers' first preseason game that year as a start, I believe it was the Bengals. But you had airplanes flying around with banners, websites. People wanted, I would say the majority of people wanted Brett Favre back. You had that guy going up to Ted Thompson. What did he say? He's like, Aaron Rodgers will take you to the toilet bowl. Brett Favre will take you to the Super Bowl. And... and I, I, to that point, I wanted Favre back. I wanted Favre back. And I just wasn't sold on Rodgers being the guy. So I was at that game, 2008, against the Vikings, the home opener. And I was still, I was like, I'm not sure about this Rodgers guy. And Packers won that game, and he had an okay game. What is it like an Aaron Rodgers, three hundred some yards, four touchdowns, or anything like that that we've kind of been spoiled with? Well, all right. I remember telling a friend of mine there. I'm like, okay, I'm having some of the Kool Aid. I'll have a little bit of the Kool Aid. Flash forward throughout the season, it was a six and ten year. I know the Packers had a lead in a lot of those games, and they gave up the lead late. But I was at the last game of the regular season. Where they beat the Lions, Lions were winless that year, and we had seats right next to the players' tunnel. And I have a, I snapped a picture of Don Driver. Don Driver was doing a lap, and he stopped right in front of the tunnel and started blowing kisses to the fans and that. And I got a picture of that. This was before like, you know, phones really taking good pictures and that. So, but in the background, you could see Aaron Rodgers doing a TV interview, and he was the last player to come off the field. And there were still a lot of fans in the stadium at this point. And Aaron's talked about this as being one of his best moments. And as soon as he's done with that interview, he runs off the field. And as he's getting to the tunnel and such, he gets a round of applause, standing ovation. And I know he's talked about that as one of the top moments in his life because you know, he kind of pretty much was saying that felt accepted, like he like he felt accepted, and and I think that's when. I also kind of like officially like, all right, this guy's good. I didn't expect a four-time MVP type of player, but I'm like, all right, I'll have a little bit more of that Kool-Aid. I'm on board. Let's, let's do this thing. And flash forward, like I said, I didn't expect the four MVPs. Got a Super Bowl. That 2010 season was one of my favorite seasons as a, as a Packers fan. Not just because they won a Super Bowl, but that that whole season, personally going to the games I did and and some of the other stuff it was just probably one probably the most memorable packer season for me. So 18 years with the franchise, most longest tenured packer, 15 as a starter. And I agree. I and I know people are going to have an issue with him saying this, where he said he's debatably the the best player in the franchise, and he threw out Bart and Brett and that. He's not wrong. I mean, for people to get upset about that, yeah, okay. For the people to say, well, he's got to show a little humbleness, okay. But he's not wrong, though, is he? You know, I I'm a little upset he didn't throw in my guy Don Hudson. Just saying, know your history and that, but. Uh, and that was the other thing. I know I'm kind of flip-flopping, but the one thing that was really confusing to me when he was going about his thing with Pat McAfee about a new regime and that, and he was listening off the people that were there when he was drafted and that nobody was there besides, like, Sam Steele's as a scout. Goody was on that staff, too, so I don't know if he knows that or he just forgot or, or what. But that was like, no, Goody was there, too, so it's not a completely brand-new staff. Anyways, but... You know, he's going down as one of the best players. For some people, he will be the best Packers player of all time. For some people, he's the best thrower of the football of all time. You know, it's the whole best quarterback category. Some will have Bart Starr as the best quarterback of all time because he's got the most championships. No drama, stand-up guy. I met Bart. What you've heard, what you see, it's exactly what you get with with Mr. Starr. Or exactly what you got with Mr. Starr. Favre obviously you know he was fun to watch he was like perfect wisconsin guy hunting fishing all that stuff part of the resurrection he's on the echelon for a lot of people and aaron Rodgers, talent wise he should be there too this whole thing though is is completely different the feeling is from 08 so 08 was obviously something different Favre wanted back he you know it was a scene flying in on family night, wanted to be back, wanted to come back, wanted to play for the Packers. Packers had already moved on to Rodgers. This one, obviously we're not in the summer, we're not in the fall. Aaron's already ready to move on, not going to be causing a drama, not going to be causing a scene. He's sung the praises of Jordan Love and the franchise and the team and and all that. It's different. But the fan reaction to me is, is what's like, kind of surprising to me a little bit, because when Favre wanted to come back, it sure felt like the majority, unless it was just the loudest by, by of all time. Most people wanted Favre back, I felt like, again, unless that was a loud majority. Here, it seems like a slim majority, like 55-ish percent of people want to move on. They want to move on for whatever reasons. And, and I get it to an extent, like I get it. You want to start the new regime. You want to kind of, okay, let's see what this youngster has. And if you're confident in Jordan Love, you know, you're confident in the move. You want to, it's like, uh, you know, Andy Reid, maybe, And um, you know, like when he left the Eagles, when he was fired by the Eagles. It was just time to move on. No ill will, but time to move on. Maybe like a little Mike McCarthy for, for the Packers, too. Not a lot of ill will, just time to move on. And I guess to me it's, it's a little surprising that it's like a slim majority is, is like approves of the Rodgers move. Because he's such a great player, he still plays at a high level. I know people will say, look at last year. I think the injuries affected it a little bit. I think we need to be fair in that. And I know people have issues maybe with his personality or how he goes about his business and such, but straight up in between the lines on the field, as a football player, dude's pretty freaking talented, right? So I guess it kind of surprised me a little bit to see how many people were just like good or or time to move on. And, again, I get it that if you want to see what you got with Jordan Love, you don't know what your future is going to be like with Aaron Rodgers. You might only have Jordan Love for a year or two. Aaron can't commit to you for, you know, for multiple years. You just want maybe to cut the cord and, and move on. And I get that. But I think a lot of people just so easily brushing it away or easily saying, yes, just go, just move, just move on, just get it over with. Yeah. It's, you know, that doesn't mean we're going to have instant success for the next few years. And I hope these people that, you know, the fans that are so, like, antsy to to move on, let's appreciate what Aaron did for the last 15 years. I wasn't an Aaron guy at the beginning. I am fully an Aaron guy. I am one of those who... Had Favre and Rogers for 30 of my 36, soon-to-be 37 years of my life. I don't know of anybody else. I don't remember anybody else. It's too young. And everybody has told, has told me throughout my whole life, "Oh, well, you never experienced the 70s or 80s. I'm fine with that. I don't want to. I, I don't. I don't know if that's like a badge of honor for a lot of people now or what. I don't want to. I don't want to ever do that. I want to be spoiled, and I want to be entitled, and I want great quarterback play every single year. And every player who comes to play quarterback, I want to be a Hall of Famer. Every team wants that. Let's not kid ourselves. Every fan wants that for their team, for crying out loud. I just, I, I hope with everybody, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, I hope with everybody who is so quick to say, get out of here, Or, yep, glad we're moving on. Or even good riddance. Just take a second to appreciate the play that we saw on the field for 15 years. Fantastic play. Amazing plays. We went from Brett Favre, who was this gunslinging quarterback. You didn't know where half the throws were going or what was going to happen to a quarterback with his cerebralness. I don't even know if that's a word. His his accuracy, his jaw-drop and throws. It was a completely different style of quarterbacking. And it was back-to-back. And it was record-breaking. It was legendary. Legendary play. And I just really hope that, and I'm pleading with you I guess I'm pleading with you the fans right now who were who who are like just just get out of just let him go just let him just get him out of here let's move on let's turn the page just take a second please just one second and and even if you don't like the guy personally and if you don't agree with how he goes about his business or if you think he, you know, held the franchise hostage or or made too much money or whatever Just for one second, look at the play on the field. And remember the play on the field. And just appreciate it. I don't know if I'm going to see that again in my lifetime. I sure as hell hope I do for a a lot of players. For a lot of years. Some teams have never been able to see that for their franchise. Some fans have never been able to see that for their franchise. So please... To you, the fans that are, and I get it, and I and I totally get moving on to love. I've said it so many times. I'm good with either decision. I'm good if he comes back. I'm good if he retires. I'm good if they trade him, and it's the Jordan Love era. I'm good. But if you were one of those fans that just wanted the guy out and you're happy that he's out and you're ready to move on, Just take one second to appreciate what we did witness for 15 years. And factor in the crap that that guy had to go through in 08. I was one of those that was giving him crap. I was one of those that didn't want him there. So for all that he's went through and the career he's had with Green Bay, you got to tip your cap to him. You have to tip your cap to him. Thank you, 12, for 15 years of fantastic quarterback play at Lambeau Field. I've seen some pretty amazing throws, pretty amazing plays. You know, instantly I think of obviously the Detroit Hail Mary, the throw to Jared Cook in the Dallas game. Uh, I mean, the Cardinals playoff game with those couple deep shots there, the, the Hail Mary and the Giants playoff game. I mean, there's so many we could, we could go through, the 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 Falcons divisional playoff game, obviously Super Bowl 45. It was just amazing quarterback play. So, 12 always. All right, let's take a quick break here, and then I will really quickly give you my final four after these quick words. Family-owned and operated, toyson Ford is proud to serve the drivers of the Chippewa Valley with some of the most popular vehicles around Wisconsin and the country. They're committed to giving drivers from across the area the best in customer service with a top-notch selection of brand-new vehicles to choose from, as well as an extensive inventory of pre-owned crossover SUV and trucks. Plus, with their expert finance, service, and parts centers in-house, they strive to be your one-stop dealership for all of your automotive needs. Visit them today at 1000 Chippewa Crossing Boulevard in Chippewa. Falls who doesn't love cooking up a good burger on the grill? Having a good burger is one of the most satisfying moments in your life. And now we have the perfect burger to put on the grill and create more satisfying moments in your life. It's the Dan Good Burger available only at hy V in Eau Claire. This burger has bacon, cheese, and ranch seasoning all inside the patty to give you that perfect balance of taste and awesomeness in each bite. So head on over to Hy-Vee in Eau Claire and grab yourself a few Dan Good Burgers and fire up that grill. All right, here we go. Wrapping up this uh, episode of the Man Cave Podcast. March Madness going on. Maybe you're watching some games as you're listening to this and such. But uh, time for my final four. I won't go through my whole bracket. I don't want to bore you that that much there. But I'll go through my final four and uh, you know what? I'll tell you my five year old who he picked for the final four and I kind of kind of like how he was thinking with his picks. I think this bracket is you know been saying it all season. There's so much parity. There's new teams at the top, obviously like Alabama. Everybody's like, is this college basketball or college football? Houston was there, you know, last couple years, last few years, but they're a one seed as well. You know, Purdue, Kansas, we, we know about those teams and such, but we got some new teams, some new fresh blood in this thing. And and I thought there could be some good parity. Like I look at, you know, the, 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 uh, the East region. Is it the East region with, uh, with Purdue and such? And, uh, I look at that region as as a region where, I don't know, I can see seeds one through six potentially all getting to the final four. Yeah, Purdue's one in the East region, then it's Marquette at two, Kansas State at three, uh, then you have Tennessee at four, Duke at five, Kentucky at six. Now, I did see some people picking Providence as a little bit of an upset there too, but if anybody said one of those two, one of those six teams make it made, made it to the final four, would you be that surprised? I don't think so. But I went with Kansas State in the East. Everybody's either picking Marquette or Duke or Purdue. And I went with one a little bit of a different route there. I'm not confident in it, but I, I just I went a little bit different. I went Kansas State. Because everything else i kind of went chalk even with the, all this like talking about parody and and this that and the other thing i feel like a lot of it's going to end up chalk and i hate that's why i hate my bracket because i feel like there's that potential to be to have a lot of parody but i went a lot of chalk in my bracket too i don't know if i was just too nervous because i didn't know where that parody was going to come from because it could come from anywhere so i played it safe going with some of the higher seeds no idea i just this was how i ended up so Kansas State, uh, in the south region, Alabama is the one seed. Arizona is the two. I feel like this is the one that could potentially go mostly mostly all chalk. I went with Alabama making the final four there. Um, I, It was really tough, though, for me between Alabama and Arizona, I'll be honest with you. The other side, Midwest region, Houston is the one seed. Texas as the two. I think this is the other one that has the potential uh, for the most chalk in this thing, too. I went Houston. They're going to the Final Four, in my opinion, Uh, and then the West Region. Kansas is the one seed. UCLA is the two. You got Gonzaga as the three. uh, UConn as the four, and then you had Saint Mary's as five. A lot of people liking UConn, and a lot of people liking Duke in that East Region too. Um, But I went with I went with UCLA beating UConn to get to the Final Four. So my Final Fours, uh, my Final Fours, my Final Four was Alabama. Kansas State, Houston, UCLA, Houston versus Alabama, Houston wins it. Jim Nance, in his final final four, calls his alma mater Houston, winning the national championship. Now, my kid, my five-year-old, his final four, he went with Arizona, yeah, Arizona, Duke, uh Texas. In yukon and he's got duke beating yukon in the final so he went with duke and yukon two of the uh popular picks jay billis actually has duke and yukon in the uh in the national championship but he has yukon winning it so there you go that's that's hutsie's one not a bad one there kid all right that's going to do it for this episode of the man cave podcast appreciate you tuning in However you're tuning in, or I should say whatever podcasting platform you're using, big thanks to Hi Ev and Toyson Ford for helping uh, us bring this podcast to you all. Don't forget, if you are not subscribing or following the Man Cave podcast, hey, do, myself, do me a favor and uh, do so, and leave us a five-star review, five-star rating. That way other people can find the podcast. And don't forget to leave a voice message. You can find that link in the uh, podcast description. Leave a message with a comment, your analysis, or for our QA segments. Question can be about anything. Doesn't necessarily have to be about sports. But again, big thanks until next time. I'm Dan Casper. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the Man Cave Podcast.